this is episode 550 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, November 14th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about the Game Awards nominations because they just came out yesterday, I believe, and a little bit of other news. And that's about it. I'm very happy that the Game Awards nominations came out because... I don't really have anything else to talk about, so it gives me something to talk about on this here episode, which should be a big special episode, right? Being the 550th, that's kind of a milestone, it's half of a milestone, or, you know, it's its own milestone, I don't know. But um, before I get to the Game Awards, I want to talk about a bit of news that came out last week, I believe, in an email that Sony sent out to Chicago residents. I believe it only affects Chicago residents. It may at some point affect residents in other cities that have similar taxes, but uh, I'll, I'll just re- release. I will just read the, the short little email that I got. Taxes in the U.S. are subject to change by state, county, and city taxing authorities. In order to comply with rules relating to the City of Chicago amusement tax beginning November 14th, 2018, that's today, PlayStation Store will start collecting amusement tax on receipts from PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, PlayStation View, PlayStation Music, PlayStation Video On Demand, and PlayStation video live events from customers with a billing address within the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago's amusement tax rate is currently 9%. So what this means is you, if you live in Chicago like me, will pay an additional 9% on your uh, purchases. Which, the, the thing I'm confused about, one thing I'm not sure. So... Now now I'm very unsure because people are making a really big deal about this. And maybe it sucks for like the videos on video on demand and stuff like this. But when I'm reading this in contrast to what I'm hearing from other podcasters and people who are talking about this is that it seems like this is specifically on sus- uh, the subscription services. So the PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, PlayStation Music whatever. Video on demand, yeah, that's different. But I don't see anything that says this will affect purchases of digital games. Which, if that's still the case, if if it's not on digital purchases of video games specifically, videos, whatever, I don't really care. Why, why would I ever purchase a video on PlayStation? I don't know why you would do that and not on some other platform. But um, if that's not affected, this isn't as big of a problem for me. And I read that this is something that is already affecting Xbox, which, if it is, that means it's specifically only affecting the gold subscription, which then isn't affected if you buy the cards. I don't know. Um, so, But what this is, is it's an additional 9% on top of the statewide sales tax, which is 6.25% here in Illinois, which means these specific purchases will be taxed uh, 15.25% instead of 6.25%, which is significant. That is a good amount of money. Say you buy your PlayStation Plus subscription for the year, that's 60 bucks, instead of it being like three and a quarter uh, dollars over the, that 60 bucks, and now it's going to be, you know, nine bucks or whatever. 
which is not fun and not nice. That, that's, a, that's a big thing. And it's a tax that exists only because the city and the state are, in this particular case, in the, in the case of Illinois and Chicago, are, are so stupid with how they handle their money and things they've done in the past that we're in such a hole that they need to find any way to make extra money because of the pension and stuff like this. And it's really annoying and especially annoying because Richard M. Daly, I think that's the middle initial of the last Daly who was mayor, did one of the dumbest things, one of the dumbest deals I've ever seen in the world. And they rushed it through and it's already, I mean, to me, it makes him probably the worst mayor we've ever had and i hate him for it but um i'm forgetting what you call these things now but when you're parking the the parking meters they're parking meters that's what they're called right but those machines in the city you know you put your quarters in or or, or whatever having i mean now they have digital ones where you put it in the machine and you get your ticket they made a deal with some company so that they could get a good decent lump sum of cash for the uh, ability for this company to then take control of all these parking meters for, I believe, 100 years. And they've raised the prices on them, and there's nothing anyone can do about that. You still have to park there. It doesn't matter. And I'm pretty sure they've already gotten their money back and then some in less than five years or five years or whatever. Um, so it was a terrible deal, and I just can't see how... I mean, whatever, do something else to, to like, if, if it was so desperate that they needed that lump sum right away, like, I don't know, you could have made a better deal or something. Um, or, or I don't know, it, it's just a terrible, terrible deal for the city of Chicago. But for that, whatever that company is called, I don't remember. Uh, it's a fantastic deal. Whoever, whoever made that deal at that company, they deserved the biggest promotion. Usually, you know, companies with like these people who get these crazy bonuses and whatever the higher ups they don't deserve it whoever did that deserves all the bonuses in the world because they just royally screwed the city of chicago and whatever i guess we deserve it but um it sucks but if it doesn't affect purchasing video games digital games specifically which the wording in this, now that I'm just really sitting back and looking at it, doesn't make it sound like it does. It is not as doom and gloom as it could have been. But if it, if it does affect that, I don't like that. But I'm okay given how little I play on the PS4. Um, so there's that. Anybody want a copy of Spider-Man? Because <laughs> I'm probably going to pick up the $200 Spider-Man bundle. Uh, unless there's a different bundle or a cheaper thing or whatever have you with the different game. I don't know. But um, I'm going to pick up a PS4 for my dad and give it to him so that he can play VR. I'm going to give him the VR headset. And then he can play all the VR games he wants. And if I ever feel like playing VR, I can just go check out his thing. But um, I'm excited about that for Black Friday. But I don't know. I'm not, I don't want Spider-Man. But I don't know what other game they could pack in. Uh, I guess I could just sell it on the old Ebays, but um, yeah, so that that's in effect today. The thing that I'm not sure about with 
the PlayStation stores. I, I don't know if they show you the tax when you're before you check out. I can't remember if they do or not because that's a that's a very quick and easy way to find out if this is affecting digital games as well. Um, and also, there are people like, well, can't you just change your address and everything will be cool? I don't think that would work because then you have to change your billing address for your credit card and because that's the billing address not the address in the playstation account um and if they like wait why'd you do this i don't know it just seems like that that that, there's room there to f yourself in stupid ways but um if you are a chicago resident like me uh look into that and I think it, I think it's just Chicago, and not Cook County, which is better than it could be because Cook County is, uh, you know, it's a much wide spreading, wider spreading area. I want to go to the Sony store and just see if I can check out this before I get to the the uh, old um, game awards, which I have. I'm I'm happy about some of these things. This is not where I wanted to go at all. Uh, there we go. PlayStation Store. So let's see. What do we want to not buy, but act like we're going to buy? Darksiders 3 Blaze and Whip Edition. What the hell is that? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, slowly roll. Hitman 2 Gold Edition. Let us add that to the cart. It is $99.99. I really want to play Hitman 2. That'll have to wait. And hopefully it'll get some kind of sale for Black Friday, even though it just came out. It'd be awesome. I'll pay... You know, 80 bucks for the gold edition. Alright. Doesn't that sound good? A little, little discount? What is that? 20% off? That is. Proceed to checkout. $9.99. Okay. So, never mind. It does not show the tax. I think games aren't tax-free on PSN, are they? I don't know. I'm very confused if they're tax-free now. They can't be. Because that's ridiculous, but also awesome if that's the case. Because the weird thing about Xbox, Xbox 360 games, if you buy them from the 360, this is just in my case, I don't know if this is across the board, if this is a Chicago thing, whatever. Buying games from the 360, I think only if you have a a credit in your account, so um, a balance. If you purchase them on the console itself, you don't have to pay tax. If you purchase them on the website, which you can't use your balance for regardless if you have it or not for 360 games specifically you're taxed don't know why that is if you buy xbox one games on console or the store you, you know you can use your balance or whatever but you're always taxed if you buy 360 games that are backward compatible on the xbox one tax why i don't know it's weird but I use that to my advantage. So anytime I see like, oh, some there's some good 360 sales and games that I still don't have or games that are really, really cheap and I will buy them in hopes that they will one day hit backward compatibility, I, I turn on the 360. It's one of the few, it's pretty much the main use of my 360 at this point is just buying games in preparation and hopes that they will hit backward compatibility. But um, yeah, let's move on to the game awards because that's enough of very specific Chicago talk, and then also tax talk that nobody cares about. So, let's start off with the Game of the Year nominations. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, 
God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So I think this, because I don't know how much, I know people can vote, and I don't know how much of a impact that has, how much weight the people's vote has, but um, I think this is pretty much God of War versus is Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm curious how it'll go, because Red Dead Redemption 2 is a very mixed bag for a lot of people. And it's a very weird case, critically speaking. There seem to be plenty of people who love it, but also there seem to be plenty of critics who say it's amazing despite having so many issues with it, which is just that kind of opinion and take on something baffles me. That That's the kind of thing where I, I feel like everyone who reviews the game in that way and talks about it in that sense are trying to review... Or probably have this entire mindset where reviews should be objective to as much of an extent as you can make them. So clearly, you know, I don't like this and this, but like, look at look at the technical things that they've achieved. Look at what they've done here. Look at this. This is incredible. This blah, blah, blah. did you did you enjoy your experience? Which doesn't mean the game has to be fun, but did you enjoy playing the game? Did you enjoy the experience? Um. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know what these people feel about the game. But I I feel like if it's up to the if it was up to the people, the regular people, you, me, and Dupree, oh god. What what am I doing? I think Marvel Spider-Man is the clear consumer choice, the clear general public game in part because it's Spider-Man, and also people really love it. Um, and it's the most, of, of of these games, it's probably the most accessible. Uh, you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is very large in the same way that Red Dead Redemption 2 is. There's just a lot to it, and there are systems in there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Celeste is more of a niche game, which I haven't played. That is probably the number one game this year that I really want to play and I hope it goes on sale uh, during all the Black Friday digital sales I will buy it immediately if it, if it's on sale um, God of War is pretty good but it's also overrated in, in my opinion I, I'm not a, I, I do not like the combat but I also think Marvel I think Marvel Spider-Man is way 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 overrated um, I just don't I don't get the love for that, but plenty of people uh, don't get the love for Red Dead Redemption 2, which I, I get why people don't like that. Um, I just like, I guess, you know, if you like Spider-Man, uh, that's for you. I like Spider-Man, but I was expecting something more from it. I was expecting something more than just another Spider-Man game, which is, you know, fine. It's very pretty, but the story didn't do much for me it, it, it's it's a solid story but it does not compare to homecoming or spider-man 2 um and there's some disconnect with being thrown right in like he's been doing this for eight years and some of the things and beats where i'm supposed to i think feel more than i ended up feeling is because they threw me into these things like oh these people have had these relationships and been on and off for this 
period of time and I wasn't privy to all that so um, whatever doesn't work for, I don't whatever Monster Hunter World is nice to see here because it was such an early game and surprising to see here but it has no chance uh, it has the least chance of all these games Celeste has much more of a chance um, but for me Red Dead Redemption 2 out of this list is my game of the year but of course Into the Breach is my game of the year game of the generation it'll be mentioned later in these nominations but uh of the ones there red dead redemption 2 would be my number one but of course like odyssey i may like that but i don't i know i believe it would top red dead redemption 2 but celeste that could because that just seems like a very me game and it's ridiculous that i still haven't played it but I, I felt like i was out of the zeitgeist with it and i don't know if it launched later on xbox and I think there was a point where it was 15 bucks on sale and I was thinking about getting it and then I forgot to pick it up before it went back to full price. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait for the next sale. And it hasn't been on sale since, if it was ever on sale. Um, then we have Best Ongoing Game, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. So Fortnite, I don't like it. I just The whole building thing is not my jam, so regardless of everything else i enjoy the save the world mode but fortnite battle royale not for me destiny 2 not for me i don't think the shooting is that great it's a solid shooter but whatever no man's sky i love that game no no chance and i mean we all know fortnite is gonna win whatever overwatch good game i mean i like overwatch i just don't play it i don't know why i think because it's a game I'd much rather play with other people than just by myself with randoms. And then uh, Rainbow Six Siege, I love. Uh, and I would I would be pleasantly surprised if that won, but we all know it's going to be Fortnite, so who cares. Best Game Direction, A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So for Game Direction, I think... For me out of these, I'd probably go with... I, I played a little bit of Detroit. I definitely none of a way out. But I'd probably go with God of War because I think while God of War doesn't have the greatest combat, uh, it has incredible direction. And that's really, like the the story is great and a large part of that is also is because of the direction. I think the direction of God of War is incredible. And yeah, I think that's a clear winner for that. Best Narrative, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel's Spider-Man, get the fuck out of here, Red Dead Redemption 2. Eh. Uh, for Best Narrative, uh, of the games I've played, I think it's cool that Episode 1 of Life is Strange uh, 2 is there, just a single episode, which shows the strength of that single episode for, uh, for the, the people who voted for the nominees. But I'd probably go with God of War because I enjoyed that narrative quite a bit. And as much as I like Red Dead Redemption 2's narrative, I think there are plenty of parts where it's slow. And I think too much of it relies on the strength of whether of Arthur and whether or not you like him. But I think God of War works just overall in general. Uh, best art direction, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, Return of the Obra Din. Out of these, Return of the Obra Din, I think, is the, 
new game from what is it lucas pope the papers please fella which looks really cool i think if we're talking about art direction i think it is either octopath traveler or return of the Oberdin. i think because return of the Oberdin is a smaller game and it just came out and not enough people have really gotten a chance to get their hands on it as far as i know because i heard it very sparingly uh amongst people but uh not that much uh, to me octopath traveler i think octopath traveler from an art direction standpoint really stands out it has a very unique and cool art style that i really like it's the thing that initially drew me to the game and then when i played it, i really liked it. i haven't played the the full game yet i've only played the the demos but i think it looks incredible it's got such a beautiful style of mashing up you know like the old aesthetic with newer technologies and the lighting and stuff like that in the shadows it just looks fantastic best score slash music prevent Pre- prevented prevented but yeah best score slash music prevented by spotify it's presented by spotify we have celeste god of war marvel spider-man nino kuni 2 revenant kingdom octopath traveler red dead redemption 2 i think red dead redemption 2 is a very very good score i don't remember any of it from god of war marvel spider-man had a very marvel-esque spider-man-esque score and was solid but it, it's not super i don't know it it was okay octopath traveler i don't remember if people talked about it i I know people like nino kuni 2 and i know people love celeste so i think there's a good chance celeste could take this category but who the hell knows best audio design presented by dolby call of duty black ops 4 for horizon forza horizon 4 god of war marvel spider-man red dead redemption 2 Oh God, this don't, I have no idea. I don't know what I, I, to me, I feel like I would pick black ops four just because I think when you have games where it's very crucial that you hear 360 around you and all that kind of jazz and being aware of like, okay, these footsteps are behind me and all these kind of craps. I think that's important and that's great in call of duty black ops four and it's essential to black ops four. And I don't remember any of that kind of crap in any of the other games. That's the only one I've exclusively played with headphones, so whatever. <laughs> Best performance, Brian Deckert as Connor, Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judd as Kratos and God of War. Melissa Th- Melissanthi. Melissanthi Mahout as Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel Spider-Man. As I've stated in the last episode, I really love Arthur Morgan, so I would love to see Roger Clark win. I don't think he has a chance of winning. I think of these, it's I, I feel like there's been a lot of love for Yuri Lowenthal, and it's more in the, the mindset of people right now as opposed to, say, Christopher Judge and whatnot. I also just look at these and I'm like, well, Yuri Lowenthal is a very well-known name in the video game voice industry and i don't believe he's won in the past i don't know if he's been nominated but um people love his performance it's a very good performance uh it's a great performance he he did a great job as peter parker and i you know we with distributed failure got to interview him many many years ago he's a wonderful 
wonderful, nice human being. So I'd love to see him win. But of course, personally, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan is my pick. Games for Impact, 11-11 Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, The Missing, J.J. Macfield, and The Island of Memories. So I've played none of these. So that sucks. I've played no game that has been impactful because I'm garbage. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I mean, I don't know what The Missing is. Eleven, uh, eleven. I'm vaguely aware of, but I feel like of these, it's between Celeste and Florence because those are the ones I remember hearing the most about. And I'm still, I'm really looking forward to playing Celeste at some point because I've been super surprised by how often I hear people talk about how great the story is, um, which is not something I expected. Best independent game: Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obradin, and The Messenger. I think Celeste is the given since it's the only one nominated for Game of the Year as well. But, of course, Into the Breach for me. Uh, but a very solid list. Into the Breach, though. Best best game of the year for me. No question. Mobile game. Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, Reigns, Game of Thrones. I don't know what the hell that is. To me, this is between Florence and Donut County. I feel like Florence will get it. If Fortnite or PUBG Mobile get it, That'll be garbage, because whatever they're both. I I I think PUBG Mobile works pretty well, but I mean, from a technical standpoint, yeah, they put Fortnite, PUBG on mobile and they work great. Whatever. Are they mobile specific? Does does being on mobile really add anything to the experience? Is it does it is it a unique experience of mobile? Whatever. No, it's not. Uh, best VR slash AR game, Astrobot. Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. I think this is potentially the most interesting category and most difficult to predict category of the entire list. Because there is so much love for all of these games. And hearing people talk about all of them, I want nothing more than to play all of them. Beat Saber, I want to play the most because it just looks like a lot of fun and I love music games and it just seems like it works well in terms of the the actual action and the music. Astrobot seems to be a great platform in the same vein that Moss is. Firewall Zero Hour sounds like the absolute best VR sort of shooter game out there and a great co-op game. And, of course, Tetris Effect is Tetris, but better. Uh, or not, maybe not better than traditional Tetris, but it's supposed to be pretty good. And I wish I could play the demo, but it was a time demo and I forgot to play it because I suck. Best Action Game. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. I don't know what the hell is going to win this. Maybe Dead Cells? Just because people like Dead Cells? I don't know. I know people like Black Ops 4, but I, don't, I feel like people have already fallen off of it in terms of it being something people talk about. Destiny 2 Forsaken, <laughs> no. Far Cry 5, people liked it in the moment and were annoyed by the story bits and pieces, but I don't think it's had much staying power. Mega Man 11, uh, okay. 
Best action slash adventure game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So this is just the game of the year part due with Shadow of the Tomb Raider thrown in. Just, you know, here. You know, you're not going to be nominated for game of the year, but here you go, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Which, of course, I'd be surprised if that got any votes. But whatever, what do I know? This is this is in tough category because it is just game of the year again, minus Celeste and what Monster Hunter World. Um, best role playing game: Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity Two. The I think the argument that clearly it's Monster Hunter World because it's the only one here that's not for game of the year. It doesn't really work in the RPG category because I think when people look at the RPG category, they're thinking about, is this a great RPG? And I don't look at Monster Hunter World as the more traditional RPG because it's not. You know, it's like an action adventure. It's an action adventure game with RPG elements, sort of, kind of. Really? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say, I mean, this is tough. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't think Pillars of Eternity 2 will do it just because I think that's more of a, a niche-specific type of game. But I... Oh, God. Because I forget Nino Kuni came out. I think there was a good buzz for it. But then Dragon Quest Eleven seemed like there was a mixed bag and there were people who didn't like how little it changed and there were people who loved like that it was a love letter to Dragon Quest. And then Octopath Traveler, I think he has a lot of love too. I mean, I... I haven't played any of these outside of Monster Hunter World, which I think is the one with the least chance. Um, but I can see Octopath taking it. Best fighting game: Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade. Did they make Street Fighter Five good now and not ugly? I don't know. I've played one of these. I'm uh, well two if you count that Street Fighter Five, not arcade. But Dragon Ball Fighter C is gorgeous and plays incredibly well. I love that game. I think that game has a good chance of winning because I think I feel like uh, of all these that had the most positive buzz for a, a, a strong, significant period of time. Soul Calibur Six, I feel like, is just getting pictures tweeted and whatnot of really creepy, weird character creations. Best Family Game, a.k.a. the Best Nintendo Game category. Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, Super Mario Party. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Super Mario Party? Pretty good choice, probably. I don't know. Overcooked 2? If you, if you want your family to f fall apart, I guess. But, um, yeah, I have nothing to say about that. Best Strategy Game. This is my category. This is my category, baby. Banner Saga 3, whatever, who cares? Battletech, who cares? Frostpunk, who cares? Into the Breach, oh yeah. Valkyria Chronicles 4, whatever. Um, I think this, I think Into the Breach should take this by a mile. Should, I say. I say should, because I'm not sure if it will. And the game that I think has a chance to overtake it is Valkyria Chronicles 4, because I'm just not sure how many people actually played Into the Breach. 
it's an amazing game. I think it is not only the best strategy game of this year, but for me, it is the best strategy game I've ever played. I adore it so much. It is a top 25 game of all time for me. Maybe higher. I'm not sure. I would have to really go through my list, but I adore that game so much. I've put over 200 hours in it across both platforms, PC and Switch. And I love the game because it's very simplistic and yet complex at the same time it, it is like playing a game of chess with varying pieces and and varying move sets that where the board it, it can change from game to game in terms of the layout and potential environmental hazards and stuff like that i just i, I adore it so much it is a, a fantastic game but i just don't know how many people have really played it but out of these, like Frostpunk is cool. Battletech, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't, I don't know if that's like a. Is that a, just a traditional one, or is that like a VR thing? I don't know. I don't know. Banner Saga three. I mean, the Banner Saga games are fine, but it's just another Banner Saga game, and they're. I don't think any of them have been strong enough to take a strategy game of the year award. And Valkyrie Chronicles four is. Apparently, very much so like the first game, which I enjoyed, but it's still not Into the Breach. I mean, nothing is Into the Breach. Into the Breach is Into the Breach, and it's a very, very special game. And I would love to see it win, and that would maybe hopefully get more people to go out, go out and pick it up. Because I don't, I don't know how well it's done on Switch. You know, it was nice that it got that kicker at the end of one of the directs where... You know, I was like, hey, oh, don't also Into the Breach is coming to Switch, and it's available now. Very cool. But uh, yeah, Into the Breach is amazing and should win. Best sports slash racing game FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. I don't know. I mean, my choice would be Forza Horizon 4, but who knows? I don't, I don't know if there was a lot of love for FIFA. I know Mario Tennis Aces was like, I think like a 7 8 for a lot of people. NBA 2K19, I think, has a lot of love for it, but there are people who are still annoyed by the microtransaction nature of some of the modes. And then Pro Evolution Soccer, I don't know where that and FIFA fall in terms of love and whatnot. Best multiplayer game, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. I mean, it's going to be Fortnite because Fortnite is Fortnite, right? Sure, whatever. But I think Sea of Thieves, of these, even though I don't love Sea of Thieves, I think it is a great uh, co-op game. I think it is a great multiplayer game. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible single-player game, but it is a fantastic multiplayer game when you're playing with a group of people you know or if you end up to end up ma matchmaking with good randoms. It is a fantastic experience in, in that sense. It just is a terrible experience if you're playing by yourself. Or if you are unlucky enough to end up with some horrible randoms. Best student game, Combat 2018, Dash, Quasar, Jera, Lif, RE, Charge. I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm, I'm more apt to check out all these games now. Since they're all nominated. But I know nothing about them and you likely don't either. Best debut indie game, Donut County, Florence, Moss, the Messenger, Yoku's Island Express. I think this, along with the, the VR category, is pretty stacked with an interesting lineup and is a category that 
is harder to make out in terms of what could take it because there are a lot of uh, they're very different games and very interesting games and games that try very weird little things like Yoku's Island Express which is this pinball platformer crazy thing so that'll be an interesting one and I'll be curious to see who wins that best esports game this is the the part of the nominations where I don't care about any of this stuff best esports player I don't care best esports coach I really don't care esports team whatever so there's just a bunch of esports stuff now and that is the end. But, um, yeah, you can go to thegamewars.com to see the list for yourself and all that jazz. And there, I forget, like, there are only a handful of categories you can actually vote on. Um, I don't know when voting is live, if there already is. Um, but yeah. Do, do, do. Uh, there's no Trending Gamer Award this year, I believe, which is too bad because I really would have loved to have seen Philip Mewson go up there and, you know, probably recite Greg Miller's speech from the first Game Awards and all that and try and tug at the heartstrings of gamers only to then have people realize he just said the same speech that Greg Miller did, which was a great speech. But, um... Yeah. Game Awards. They're coming. When the hell are they coming? Is there a date? I have no idea. Is it this weekend? It can't be this weekend. It can't be that soon. Can it? I mean, it could be, but I don't know. You know what I don't like? When there's the, the thing that says the Game Awards, and you can't click on it to go back to the home page. That's what I want. How to watch. How to watch. Is this website going to work? Or what? It doesn't want to work. But I think that's just the fact that, you know what? Firefox is a piece of shit. It just, it locked up for a bit and now it's fine. Uh, yeah. The, the air times. Wait, what? <laughs> is it this Friday? <laughs> really? No. Is it? I don't know. I just see London, 1.30 a.m. Friday. Is it Thursday? 8.30 p.m. Wait, when is it? <laughs> this is a great radio. I'm just curious. Live on December 6th. I knew it wasn't any any time soon. Because then when would people get to vote? Alright. Well, that that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed that thrilling uh, time where I just went through the entire nominees yep anywho that will do it for this here episode wait can't forget to talk about good old dragon ball z so i am very close to the end of it and i think when i finish dragon ball z i'm gonna hold off on continuing apparently super is the next one in the timeline and the next one to go to even though gt came out after z so it's the one that is the uh, whatever you know what i'm saying um but I'm getting pretty tired, and I'm ready to just be done with it, because it's just, it is what it is. I had fun with Boo when he was fat and silly, even though his voice sounds too so uh, too close to Jar Jar Binks, and it just brings back memories of Jar Jar Binks, and I hate it. 
but I think the voice does suit him well. And if I watched it back in the day and was like, cause I, I, I don't know when this dub was made though. This dub may have been post Jar Jar Binks. Um, it just, that Jar Jar Binks existing at all makes it so that listening to regular boo talk, uh, is a bit trying at times, but I enjoy that bit. And now it's back into serious. We're going to fight for 30 episodes. And I'm guessing this will be the climax of the series since there are 25 or so episodes left for me. But yeah, that will that will really do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush Three. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which just put up a brand new episode today, and Attack the Backlog, which are both, all of them, three of them, available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video versions of this here podcast and the Attack the Backlog podcast you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check both of them out there i know i said bloodstain would be the next game but i'm thinking since that is a big homage to uh, dracula 3 or, or castlevania 3 what is it dracula's curse or something i think i may just go back and play the original castlevania i think i might just do a bunch of castlevania uh, episodes and just spread them out because I feel like I should play the game it's a, a love letter to, sensibly, uh, before playing that. So, but I, I want to spread them out. I don't want to have a bunch of episodes in a row that are just Castlevania. But it's been a while since the first episode, which was Castlevania. So, I think I'm going to do that. I don't know if I want to do Simon's Quest. Because, <sighs> I know I'm a big boy. But I think it's just when it changes the night, I don't like it. It's very scary. I mean, I don't, I don't want to do it. Um, says the person who also thinks about going through all the Resident Evil games. But yeah, so that the the first Castlevania may be the next Attack the Backlog. I haven't made my mind up yet. Maybe it'll be Hellblade. I don't know. It could be anything. You'll not know until the next episode. Of Attack the Backlog, not this show. Well, I'll probably talk about it on this show, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. But if you like crazy cookie art, in addition to all the other nonsense, you can go and check out my art over at pxsart.com. And if you see something there you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And that will do it for this episode. So now I will say bye bye